Welcome, team, to episode 65 of the Keep Going podcast. Athletes shining a light on mental health. This is your co-host, Luke Wheat, coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Joined here by Pat O'Malley, coming out of the AHQ, and Annika Thompson up at Oregon. Pat, how are we doing today, man? Yeah, you know where I'm at. Athletes, HQ, Rockford, AHQ. I've been shooting these episodes last couple weeks in a back room, as you can tell. Shameless plug for the YouTube. If you want to see kind of what my living condition is, this is where I'm at right now. Annika, what's up with you, girl? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, It's over here in Oregon right now, and yeah, all is well. I'm really excited to be on this podcast, and you guys seem really cool, so it'll be a lot of fun. No, no doubt. Well, we think you're cool as well, and we appreciate you've been a supporter of the pod since very early on, so it's awesome. It's long overdue to have you on. Before we get into anything, um, it is episode 65. I don't have an episode 65 sport player, but does anybody in the group have one? Uh, Lane Johnson for the Eagles, but, you know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Annika, do you have one? What's a sport player? Just my favorite like, athlete? or Like number 65. Like this is the weirdest number ever, so I don't expect you to. I say. I don't know, dude. Well, I'm glad um, that Luke had Lane Johnson queued up because I had nothing yeah. for the group. Yeah. So I'm glad <laughs> I brought nothing to the table, first and foremost. But okay. Eric, in all seriousness, this is a mental health podcast. We like to know things are going well. So when things are going well for you, when your mental health is awesome, what are you doing in your day-to-day routine? I think when everything's going well, I'm just super grateful to be around friends and family. I'm a very social person when things are mentally going well. And it's just like, I feel like I'm on cloud nine all the time. Just every person I see, every little thing in my life just brings me so much joy. And that's, I'd say, how I feel when things are mentally going well. Oh, that's amazing. In a very good mood. I love that. And we talk about our support group all the time, right? Like that's such a big energy boost, but I think you're being modest. I think you're as big of an influence on them as they are to you. Luke, what do you got? No, 100%. I can already tell with Anka's personality. Like, take somebody that's naturally positive to get out there and run. She said she had a day, <laughs> so they ran 12 miles. You got to be naturally positive to be able to do things like that. So so I can already tell that about Annika. Um, when you're doing well running and when you're doing well um, in your sport, how's the mental feel? What do you do to stay uh, mentally positive while you're running and, and things like that competing? I think the best thing for me is – uh, taking everything I'm grateful for. So at the end of the day, I'm just really grateful to be healthy um, because I love to run so much. So thanking um, for my health, uh, thanking for my coaches who's helping me stay healthy, stay fit, thankful for my teammates who lift me up. And it's like my second family over there. Uh, I love my teammates. So I'm very thankful for them and thankful I get to train with them every day. And then also thankful for Hayward Field and all the facilities we have that um, make it really fun. And then, of course, just everybody who's part of the journey I'm really thankful for. No, incredible. I love that. And I can already tell how grateful you truly are to have this opportunity. But I want to kind of back it up. I want to talk about growing up. You said you started, this is a little bit prelude stuff, but you grew up in Alaska, which had to be a different kind of upbringing for you. Talk about your love for sports early on and how we got to this point. Uh, I'd say sports has been the biggest part of my life. Um, growing up in Alaska, I did skiing, soccer, cross-country running, a little bit of basketball, 
and I loved hockey. I think if we were still in Alaska, I think I would have been a hockey player. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but I can always just remember sports being a big part of my life. I definitely didn't like school growing up, so having sports was something to escape to, and <laughs> I always would be at recess playing basketball with the boys and getting scraped up and everything like that. So I've always been super competitive and my favorite part of the day was running or doing the PE mile or anything okay. PE or competitive. That definitely checks out. Mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that definitely checks I, out. Always banked a little too hard on soccer being a D3 guy. I probably should have paid a little bit more attention in school, but I, I can totally <laughs> with that. Um, so I guess for you growing up in Alaska and then kind of moving to Oregon, um, like you were telling us in the prelude, you know, did you always want to run for Oregon or was that kind of a, you know, oh, there's a couple other schools I'd like to be at, but I mean, Pac-12 and Pac-12, yeah. but you know, what about Oregon? I think ever since I moved here, it's been the dream. Uh, growing up near Hayward Field, going to all the events, I'd get to watch the Olympic trials every year. And I, there's many times I got to also race on the track as a youth. And that really sparked my dream, doing Oregon track camps, Oregon, um, just anything Oregon track I was involved in, track clubs in Eugene and all that. And it just really sparked the the dream. But I think the biggest thing was watching those events at Hayward Field and you see people winning races. It's just super inspiring. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I did know at a young age I wanted to be an athlete of some sort. I think it started out as soccer. Uh, yeah. soccer was my dream I thought like oh my gosh I want to play for the USA soccer team and stuff like that and then kind of as I got older got kind of sick of soccer and then I got into basketball and I was like oh, I want to be a basketball player and then I want to say when I got to seventh or eighth grade that's when I'm like I love running and uh, running was my main thing and I was like I really want to run in yeah. college one day and run for the Ducks would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, so it Oregon's like, always been the dream. Yeah, it sounds like you were really chasing that next challenge throughout. Yeah. And I admire that because to play your sport, compete at your sport at that high of a level at the Power Five, it sounds like you put yourself in the right position by competing, by challenging yourself, by going through that. For athletes, and this is a lot of athletes listening to this podcast, yeah. For athletes trying to compete at the D1 level, what was the big – if you had to pick one thing, what was the one separator for you? What would you tell young athletes to do? I think when you're in middle school, please have fun. Like, don't – you don't need to focus in middle school. I'm actually super glad I wasn't focused in middle school because I got to explore around, explore my dreams, let my dreams evolve and such. Um and if I would have been just focused on one sport, I probably would have burnt out because to compete at this level, you do have to train really hard and it's your main focus of the day. So I can't imagine doing that as a middle schooler when you're still growing and developing. So in middle school, I think have a lot of fun, let your dreams evolve. And then high school, if you really feel like you want to go after something, I think that's a great time to pick a sport and focus. So for me, high school is when I decided, okay, I'm going all in on running. And I think that helped me a ton. And I've just always stayed hungry with it. That's yeah. Great. Go ahead, Luke. No, that's a great piece of advice. And uh, 
I, I love that because there's so much, there was a lot of talk in the past 20 years about being specific. And now the, the, the topic is sh- uh, shifting a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. multi are generally healthier. Um, they have more control over their bodies and things. So even from a physical standpoint, um, it's great, but also that mental standpoint. The like mental were, is huge. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, um, so you, you kind of mentioned, obviously it takes a lot of work um, to run at the level you're running at. Mm-hmm. Um, how many girls are on your team, first off? We have about 19 or 20, between 19 to 22. It's kind of a big squad. Okay. Awesome. Definitely grown. Uh, yeah. And you all indoor and outdoor as well? Yep. Okay, cool. Indoor, outdoor, cross country. Sweet. So, you know, um, for me, and, and kind of thinking about the runner mentality, right, a lot of it is is battling that with yourself and in your own mind. Um, but what did you and your teammates do to mentally support each other throughout the season? I'm sure it's a grind. I think since we just, first off, we have all that in common. Like, we're all crazy. Let's be real. Who goes out here and runs, you know, 10 miles a day as fast as you can, you know? Like, it takes kind of a different person to do that. So we all have that in common. And we know that for us to get better, we need to work together and we need to support each other. Because to try to do that on your own, it's mentally exhausting. So yeah. we all know, we definitely all believe in iron sharpens iron. The more you surround yourself with good people around you, the better you're going to get. And at the end of the day, uh, track is a team sport. We're all chasing that um, NCAA title, big uh, big wins and stuff. And it takes a team to do that. You can't do it by yourself. For sure. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And that kind of parlays perfectly kind of where my head went to. Yeah. You know, with mental health becoming a huge thing over the last five, 10 years, mm-hmm. I always use the news, right? As kind of an idea, like Lane Kiffin this year, an old miss. He oh, has yeah. the thing where he installs the, the, the class with mental health training for his athletes. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the season, he has that debacle with one of his players because of a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask about Oregon. Do you guys have anything in place right now for your athletes, for your athletic department, or is this just, you girls and your coaches getting after it day in, day out. I just want to say I think the University of Oregon is one of the best places to be a student athlete. Oh, my goodness. We're treated so well, and we have the most amazing resources. I can't thank them enough for what they give us. We have access to therapists. I want to say a lot of us on the team get to meet with a therapist every other week, and they're all awesome. They're all professionals, and then uh, we have – um, a mental health committee on campus called Duck the Stigma, which I'm a co-chair awesome. for. Awesome. And yeah, we do a lot awesome. of panels where we let uh, student-athletes just talk and open up about their mental health. Duck the Stigma. Like, it's not a stigma. We've all <laughs> been through it, and uh, that's really important. Because athletes, you see this tough face, but there's a lot going on in here and it's really important to not keep that bottled in and to fe- be in a place where you're comfortable to speak about it. We're going to have to I, use that. Tag. I literally could not love that more. Like, That's awesome. the, I, I love it here so much. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm putting the phone down. I'm going to stand in O for Oregon. Thank you guys. Thank you. That is, it, like, that makes me so happy as mm-hmm. someone that's in this field now and like, having the opportunity to hear that like 
gosh, is that refreshing. And, and mm-hmm. thank you for all you do, because I can tell how passionate you are about it. Like, yeah, as good as what we can bring, but we need others to come along. And I think that's mm-hmm. so powerful to have a backing at a university and a college like that. Luke, go ahead. Yeah, 100%. Well, first off, I guess for teams now is UT football and then Oregon Ducks. So I guess that's changed a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I got to shout them out for that. That's, that's yeah. all. Second off, we'll be stealing Duck the Stigma. Uh, we will be mm-hmm. stealing that for sure. Um, yeah. Hashtag in the post with that one. Um, awesome. I, I think I love, um, in, in every episode or, or most episodes, we ask athletes um, specifically to shout out a couple people that have helped them get to where they are or that have helped them conquer specific challenges in their life. And that's some of my favorite um, questions we ask. So, so if you don't care, just talk about one or two people that's been specifically who's, who's helped you get to where you are. I think I'd like to, there's so many, but I would like to start firstly with my parents. The amount of support you can have from a family is huge when it comes to mental health and chasing your dreams to have my parents be there by my side every step of the way. I don't think I could have accomplished any, like, a lot of what I've been able to do without them. Like, Amazing. they helped me so much. I actually, I had a tough time my junior year, and my parents could tell, and they did everything to get me help. And if I didn't do that my junior year, I don't know if I would have made it to this level because I had a two-week stay in a hospital for mental health to help me get over some of the challenges I was having with the sport and that changed my life. And I couldn't have done that without my parents. And that was huge. So for anyone who needs help, I go to your parents and I really hope I pray that your parents are very supportive because that's huge is having a supportive family. And they're, I want to say my parents and my siblings, they're my best friends and, uh, I'm always there for them, and then they're always there for me, and it just creates a really positive environment. And I can't thank them enough for what they've done for me in my life. So the parents yeah. are a huge one. Stay there, Annika. Stay there for me. Um, there's a, there's something there I want to unpack a little bit. So, yeah. so weeks in the hospital, um, you don't get as specific as you want or as general as you want, um, because I, I truly believe that um, runners like yourself, athletes like yourself, that are, that are on the big stage right now can help influence other athletes. When did you know you needed help and, and how did you get to that point? Um, I'm glad you asked. And I think since it was so long, ago, it was my junior year of high school. I really feel comfortable talking about it now. Good. And I like talking about it because this is huge for, it was a life changing moment in my life. Um, I needed help. I was having, I've always been super hard on myself. I've been hard on myself since a young age And the older I got, the more it festered, the worse it got. And it got to a point where I couldn't even stay awake in school because I was so burnt out and I wasn't eating enough. And I was very isolating myself, having breakdowns. And my parents could tell I was a hollow of myself. And it turned into a where I just had a total breakdown and I finally... My parents took me to the hospital. I got help and then went over to Portland for two weeks. Portland's like two hours north of here. So I went to a specialist hospital there and then got help with therapists. They finally could debunk all the stuff I'd been dealing with my whole life. Um, A lot of anxiety and depression and the importance of like getting that treated 
is huge. And I know some people don't believe in meds, but I truly believe, like, you get yourself on the right meds. Obviously, go to a doctor before you do this, but if you get yourself on the right meds, you're going to be, um, it really, it's like a little aid for the brain. It's a helping tool. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need to be dependent on them, but it's like a helping tool. And I could tell immediately after two weeks with the meds, I just, all that, uh, spinning thoughts in my brain, they kind of, they finally shut off and I could, I was always myself, but I felt like ever since getting help and getting, uh, the medication I needed, I've been able to be myself and I never felt like myself, um, as much as I did after that experience. And ever since then, of course, you're going to have ups and downs, but after that experience, I knew I can get through anything and, um, I can also help people too. Uh, so I, I love to help people. I'm um, I'm taken back over here. Um, listening to you talk about this in the best way possible. Um, I think for athletes and everyone else that listens to this podcast, that was extremely vulnerable, extremely accountable. You being able to talk about it now, and my favorite part about it is that you're addressing that mental health is not cookie cutter. It's not like if you have a situation, you're going to fight your own battle with the help of resources. If it's, if it's meds, if it's therapy, if it's your support group, if it's other things, mental health is not cookie cutter. That's what makes it so difficult. But I think it makes it the most beautiful. And I think how beautiful it is to now see you, have an Oregon logo across your chest and go out there and represent something more than you now. Like I, I just, I'm so proud of who you are. So I just wanted to tell you that. Hey, I appreciate you guys for being so easy to talk to and having me on this podcast. Cause I always wanted to share a little bit more about myself, especially in this uh, topic, because I really believe I can help people with my story. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people uh, with your story today, a hundred percent. I can tell you that, guarantee. I mean, that—that's what me and Pat set out to do, right? Is, <clears throat> excuse me, create this platform. Um, we did one episode by ourselves. We've done a couple by ourselves, but it, it's mainly been about getting people like yourself on to inspire other people. Um, that's, that's it. Absolutely. Yep. And, and um, before we get any further into the mental health side, I want you to shout out some accomplishments. And I'm not the most, you know. <laughs> track and, and outdoor and indoor track and all the differences, but you've had a, a pretty good career. Talk about some of your accomplishments over the last couple of years. Um, I want to say a few of my big ones that st- stand out to me is in high school, I was able to, even with the COVID year, um, I was still able to accomplish my goal of being a state champion and nice. setting a state record for the 4A class in the 3000 meters. That was, yeah, that was huge for me, especially after COVID. I had to, even with COVID, I trained by myself for about a year and a half, and that helped me um, achieve my goals when sports were resumed again. So I had an incredible senior year, and I'm grateful that I got to do that. And then going into Oregon my freshman year, I don't think I was ready for that jump from, like, high school to NCAA, it's a huge jump. You're used to in high school, you're like, as as a senior, you're like a top dog. And then you get to uh, NCAA and you're back to like being a freshman in high school. You're back to 
developing. And I always told myself, it's all about the process. Like I wasn't where I wanted to be as a freshman, but I kept the steady little work going each day and I was able to accomplish my goals as a senior. So you just have to understand the, um, the journey is going to always be up and down side to side, you know, so just making little baby steps each, each day and trusting the process. And now that I've able to accomplish some of the stuff, um this year especially I think my junior year a little bit of my sophomore year last year was a breakthrough um in my performances at the college level and that was an example of trusting the process like just because you're not there yet doesn't mean you can't get there um someday and I'm still (laughs) I'm still trying to uh just get a little better each day and accomplish some of the dreams I have but I'd say some highlights this year is Last week in Boston, I had a personal best in the 5K. I ran 15.52 in the ah. number eight for Oregon indoor list. Wait, nice. Congratulations. Year, hey, thank you so much. Yeah. And then last year, I think breaking 34 minutes in the 10K was a huge goal of mine. And I was able to use that time to qualify for NCAA regionals and then represent Ireland for – European championships. Wow. That was huge. So I'm wow. knocking off little goals one day at a time, and that feels good just to well, improve. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad I saved this for the actual episode. You're not. You're not Irish at all, right? Like not at all, right? I think I'm actually pretty Irish. Un- uh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah. I knew that green. It looked good. I knew it looked good for a reason. That makes sense. So you're representing Ireland. Yes, yes, that's the country I've declared to represent for my sports. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations on all your accomplishments and as Thank you go you. on. And I'm gonna tell you this: you've gained two fans today, and you're gonna gain hundreds as this episode goes out. So we'll all be backing you as you go forward. Okay. Thank you. I I really appreciate the support and fans of you guys too for oh, supporting my me in my journey. Oh so my thank goodness. you guys. No, it's all you. And like Luke said earlier, it's all about the guests. And I, speaking of that, I think something that we ask all of our guests, and we usually kind of fight over who's going to ask it, but since you found the podcast organically, I guess I'll take it today. Okay. Tell us your keep going moment. Ooh. Oh, it's a good question. I think my keep going moment is the love I have for the sport and the love I have for chasing goals. Um, I need that little, I need a goal in my life to keep going. And this sport provides many goals you can chase. So that's my keep going moment. Just because I can't get a goal yet doesn't mean I can't get it later. And the whole journey it takes to get that goal, it's, it's always worth it, I think. I've had a lot of character development throughout my life. And I thank that for the goals I set because that helps me keep going. 100%. I, I 100%. absolutely, I've said it a million times. I love that. And I love who you are. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I do. I do. Uh, All right, uh, Luke, let's do this, brother. I'm going to popcorn some questions over to Annika. Um, I got a couple coming to mind. Do you want the first one or the second one? I want the first one. Mine's an easy one. Go. Do you eat while you run? No. Are you an eater while you run or no? Oh, uh, no, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How do you guys and I girls do though, this? 
as soon as I'm done running, you know sure as hell I'm going to eat. Fair. <laughs> okay, That's- yeah, Luke, stay there then. What's your favorite after-run meal with a D? Chocolate milk. Oh, yeah, I go for that chocolate milk okay. or a breakfast burrito. Those are really good. Breakfast burrito. Love oh, it. Oh, that before. Drink that before. <laughs> yeah, yes. definitely after. Okay, got yeah, it. Okay, so that, was kind of a, that was kind of a half and half question. You kind yeah. of preluded this one earlier. Who's your favorite athlete of all time and why? I'm going to go with Steve Prefontaine. Okay. Got I it. got. A book of him right here, Pre. Yeah, shout it out. What is it? It's called Pre, the story of America's greatest distance runner. And he's just, he inspires me. He's from Oregon. Uh, He helped get Nike going. Mm. And he's tough as nails. Like, the definition of tough as nails is Pre. And I just love his spirit of giving his best in everything he did. It's it's really unfortunate he passed away because he would have accomplished so much. But what he was able to do in his lifetime was amazing and inspiring for so many people, especially us people who grew up in Oregon and love Oregon track, praise the, the pinnacle, of, or I don't know the word, um, like the yeah. person of that. Pinnacle works. Yeah, yeah person of yeah, that pinnacle. works. Yeah, Yeah, poster. Yeah, I love it. Luke, you got the next one? Yeah. So, um, Annika, tell me your favorite race you've ever Ooh, that's a very tough question. Can't be the know... state Can't be the state championship. No. I mean, one that always stands out to me and it's just an example of my like pure love for the sport is it was I was around 11 years old, and it was the 100 meters at Hayward Field during the Olympic trials. They had little kids do a little race, and yeah. nice. I, just, I ran as fast as I could, and as soon as I hit the finish, I put my arms up as like a, live, a little 11-year-old, and that just that video always pops in my head of the dream that I've had since I was a young kid and why I love the sport, just to make it to the finish line first, and yeah. The joy's always been there. I, I got the chills there. I can drop the video after the podcast. Please. I Please. need it. I need. It. I got the chills there and forgot my question. That's kind of where I'm <laughs> at right now. So I do have a fallback one that I always ask our guests. If you had to tell little Annika something, what would you tell little Annika? I'd tell little Annika, keep working keep dreaming because just because you're not at your dream yet doesn't mean you can't accomplish it and just keep working and have fun with it. And yeah, Yeah. it feels good to have a dream and don't get hard on yourself. It's okay to be a little hard on yourself, but you also have to be kind to yourself because to be kind to yourself is how you accomplish your goals. Cause if you were always hard on yourself, you just beat yourself down and that doesn't feel good. And to compete at your best, you have to be feeling good. You have to be happy. And you don't do that by being hard on yourself. So oh, I would man. just say, Annika, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Oh, hey. man. Female athletes needed to hear that. Go ahead, Luke. I'll say, <laughs> thank you so much for, for being on here today because yourself and our, our last guest, Nate, um, I don't want to forget to shout him out because, you know, he, he made me – um, start running again this past week. Um, I'm a high school coach, and you know the, the days get shorter as the season goes on. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 
inspired me so much where I'm getting up in the morning, doing my stretches and doing some yoga um, and prepping for a run at a later time of the day and, and got to run in today. But, but that, that motivation has just also come from you as well and, and all the people we've had on. So we thank you so much for, for motivating you. somebody else. No, I mean that too. I, I think that's the inspiring piece for us and all of our listeners. It just, it means so much to us. And, the last question I'm going to ask is something we messed up for like 50 episodes and we've admitted it. Yeah. We, you guys come on here and, and you make our days and you bless a lot of people. You, you really give a free survival guide to our listeners. What can we do for you? Cause you've done so much to help us today. How can we better off what you're looking to do and what can we support on your end? I'd like to say, just keep doing podcasts like this. I, something that's really awesome to me is seeing uh, people be creative and put themselves out there to do something. And you guys are doing that with your podcast. So just keep, um, keep at your podcast, keep getting, uh, new guests and all that. And I think it's just a great way to keep people connected and inspire people. And yeah, so I would just want to say, keep doing your podcast. I think it's awesome. People get creative and do what they want to do and, I hope, and it seems like you guys are having fun with it. So if you're having fun with it, oh, keep wow. doing this. And I, I would love to help it keep growing. And cause I think being a creator is awesome. And you guys are that you guys are good creators. So oh, thank there you, you go. So We're only as good as our guests, like you said, and you know, I got to get some Oregon track and field merch. Like I oh, got to yeah. get some merch. So if you have a link, please send it to our chat. We would love to throw it up and support you and the whole team, if that's cool by you. Yes, of course. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, I've had a blast. This could go on all day. I'm looking <laughs> up at the clock. Is there anything else you wanted to tell our listeners that we didn't get to? And we'll go ahead and wrap up today. Ooh, I don't know. But I guess what I'd like to say is for everyone who listened, thank you so much. And for whatever goals and dreams are going after, go for it. And Hey, if you want to stay connected with me, you can feel free to give me a message on Instagram. I'd love to meet some of the listeners and I'm just wishing everyone who's listening happiness and love in their lives. Amazing. And I, yep. That's what I'd like to say. And go ducks. Go, go ducks, ducks, baby. Go ducks. And go Notre Dame. Go yes. Notre Dame. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And this was awesome today. You are such a sweetheart. You are such a breath of fresh air in 2024 and continue to do your thing. We'll be watching, but above all else, keep going guys. Love you guys. Thank you. Same oh, to you guys. All awesome. right. Bye.